0: We all have that one song, that one album, one artist that is our absolute go-to. Be it what you're listening to when you're happy, what you go to when you're sad, when you're up, when you're down, when you need that little bit of motivation to just get you through the end of the day, that song that you listen to to keep you grinding when you're running out of energy, when you're in that dark place and you need something to get you back out into the light. Maybe even that song or that album, or even that artist that changed the entire direction of your life. This is the music that saved me. This is Jared here, ready to bring you yet another special guest. Um, This guest, for any of you listeners of the 4th Wall Pop Network, should be a very familiar voice, but just in case, I'm going to allow him to do all the necessary introduction So I will give you this much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Mr. Johnny Bones.
1: Hey, what is up, party people? What's up, Jared? Thank you for having me on this episode of The Music That Saved Me. Uh, Looking forward to chatting with you.
0: Well, I'm glad to have you here. Happy to have you join and share your story. Um, So let's go through the basics. Name and occupation.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, So my name is, my my government name is John Cariga, uh, otherwise known as Johnny Bones. Uh, Full-time, I am the operations manager for an event entertainment company, Elegant Music Group. Uh, I also am a professional musician uh, working in the event industry, corporate events and private weddings. Uh, Doing that for the past 13 years, but I've been a performer. I'm almost 40 now. Don't don't remind me. Uh, but yeah, we well over twenty years.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So let's, um, a- as you frequently say, let's hop in the wayback machine. You um, say that, don't I? <laughs> let's let's take a little journey in the wayback machine. Why don't you take me back? What is your first, um, your very first vivid memory? of a song, artist, or album. And I clarify with everyone is to say, so we all, we all remember music uh, of some way, shape, or form, but everyone has that first vivid memory, something that is permanently ingrained in your mind, and just is, it just stands out above and beyond the rest.
1: Well, it's actually funny that we're starting off with this question because I heard the last episode uh, that came out right here on the fourth wall pop network. And coincidentally person you interviewed was my younger brother, Ray, mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and I didn't know a lot of the songs that he was going to choose. I thought I knew, but uh, when he opened up with his first, with his song, uh, it was quite shocking because you know, I can't let all all listeners know what he said. You had to have to go back into the archives and listen to the episode, but it kind of coincides with uh with me, where it all started. So growing up, my parents um listened to a lot of you know the oldies, like the fifties, sixties, seventies, a lot of Motown, a lot of doo-wop, things like that. And my father was a huge fan of the temptations. True. Um, and the temptations is really where it started with me. I mean, I could list, I mean, Ball of Confusion, Psychedelic Shack, um, Can't Stop Loving You, uh, Just My Imagination, Runaway Child, Running Wild. But that one song that really, really grabbed my attention was Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Okay. I, I laughed, though, because, you know, out of all the other tunes out of all their other greatest hits papa was the papa was a rolling stone was the one that really grabbed me i i can't really pinpoint one thing i i the song as a whole um really did something where i was like wow this is just a fun a fun song i really appreciated the the upbeat hand clapping. Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I just felt like the clapping was just very was a lot of fun, um, a way for me as the listener to really get in, to really get involved in the song. Uh, that that was really where it started with me was, you know, the the Temptations, you know, the the, the Motown style. Uh, but I always think about that song, Papa was a Rolling Stone, and also my my late grandfather my mother's father i always called him papa so i always associated that song with my grandfather papa so that song was always very near and dear to my heart um but that was really the song that got it started but i'm sure as we talk more you will then see the the evolution (laughs) of 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 music and the music that you know for lack of better terms the music that saved me all right so Uh, piggybacking on this question
0: um is there anything else that brings you back to another specific time be it a good time bad time any other specific time even let's i mean let's really put yourself into a specific song Mm -hmm. so is there a song that ties you to a particular
1: moment see uh, unfortunately i i can't pinpoint one moment um i'm sure we'll eventually get into it uh with with more as i talk about more music and albums and songs artists etc but there was a period of my life where i um sustained some brain injuries from a couple serious car accidents that i was in as a teenager so a lot of my Early days as a child, I don't really have any recollection of or much memory. Okay. But going back to the Temptations as a whole, they they bring me back to my childhood. Uh, when I think about the Temptations and I try to remember my life as a child, it makes me think of my father a lot. Um, okay. You know, because my dad, whenever he would work, he always had a boombox. Yes, we used to have boomboxes back then, playing with a cassette dating tape. Dating yourself. I, I know. Uh, with a cassette tape. and he Also dating had, yourself. Also dating myself, because cassette tapes were a thing when we were alive. Hmm. Um, but the one thing I, I do remember, like I said, my father with the boombox and the cassette tapes and playing The Temptations in the background while he was working, my father was an interior contractor, you know, drywall, sheetrock and things like that. He all, couldn't work without music on.
0: There was always a boombox
1: when I was younger. I used to go to work with him, go on jobs and there was always a boombox somewhere. Boombox was the important tool, you know, for for the for the job. But uh that reminds me a lot I I associate growing up a lot with the Temptations and just that that genre, that Motown genre of music. Um I wish I could pinpoint more, but again, it's just a lot of over the years, me just kind of piecing things together. Understandable. But but the one constant is that I know the temptations. Okay. Um,
0: And that, I mean, that kind of uh, ties us right next to, uh, what is your go-to song or album? Um, If there's any kind of up or down, do you have, one specific song or one specific album or even uh, we'll go a little more five mile height view and go with a specific artist where you know you you have different stuff you listen to in different moods Mm -hmm. but no matter what this one song artist album it doesn't matter what mood you're in it's just i don't know what i'm just gonna play this
1: so a couple answers to those because a couple questions were asked. So I do have a couple different answers. Uh, artist, song, and album. First, we'll start with the album. If there is a, a go-to album for me that I could always listen to, cover to cover, start to finish, just straight through. um, You know what? I'm going to give my, my runners up first before I give you my number one because there are a couple of them. Okay. And and thinking about these albums brings me back to that time of my life, too. Um, there was, if I remember correctly, I believe it was the same year, but both Red Hot Chili Peppers and System of a Down both came out with a double album. Chili Peppers had Stadium Arcadium, System of a Down had Mesmerized Hypnotize. Both of those yep. double albums, I believe it was the same year. Um that had to have been the early two thousands, though, because I believe I was old, we were already out of high school. And I say we for the listeners who don't know, Jared and I did go to high school together. Um, but those two albums, hands down, start to finish, uh, definitely go to albums, both CDs. But oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so sure. those those were uh, those were two thousand five, two thousand six. So the, the, I figured they were. If they weren't the same year, they're at least were consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both phenomenal. Stadium Arcadium brings me back to like, which one came out first? Our Stadium Arcadium was '05. Uh, no, actually, um, System first.
0: System System was uh, 2005. Um, Mesmerize was May of 2005, mm. um, and Stadium Arcadium. Uh, Hypnotize was also 2005. It was November. Um,
1: And then Stadium Arcadium was 2006. Okay. So Stadium Arcadium brings me back to the summer. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Brings back to the summer of 2006. Because that was the summer right before I transferred from community college to a four year university, Mm Locker State University, repping the Red Hawks. Uh, and that's when I really started my my future tra- trajectory, good word there, um, you know, in in just the music industry itself, you know, along with my education, my studies. And then, you know, if listeners want to hear more about that, they should go back in the archives here on the Fourth World Pop Network and check out another interview that I did with a good friend of ours, Joe Shrek, on a show called The Spark. Absolutely. Which aired- Aired during our 12 Days of Christmas content marathon. But yeah, but going back to the AM Arcadium brings me back to that summer of 06, right before I started uh, my four years at Montclair State University as a music major. And then Hypnotize, Mesmerize brings me back to then, yeah, 2005. 2005 was the second full year where I was in my first band Illusion. Mm-hmm. That's I L L I S I O N. Jared used to come to a lot of illusion shows back I in do. the day. I did so, I did, and I do recall. I was still in my early stages of uh learning what it was like to be in an actual band. Again, mm-hmm. I performed for years before that, but those those albums bring me back, and those albums had a lot of influence on me professionally also, just as a performer and as a as a uh a percussionist. But if I had the be-all, end-all, go-to album for me, hands down, is 311 Transistor. Mm-hmm. Very good album. You know, there are 311 fans who might feel uh, otherwise about Transistor, but I love the album. Everything from start to finish, uh, Beautiful Disaster is one of my favorite 311 songs. All comes from that album. But Transistor is my one album that I could put on every day, day or night, no matter what my mood is and listen to that nonstop, start to finish. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, if you couldn't tell by my number one album choice, my go-to artist, not necessarily uh, the album I just mentioned, Transistor, but 311, anything 311 would be like my go-to artist, you know, no matter my mood, up, down, or whatever uh 311 is my favorite band i've always been i've always appreciated their style of music their rap rock with their reggae funk um soca uh, socal influence always been a fan of them probably the one band i've seen the most live out of anyone else incubus is a close second at this point but 311 is i can i can listen to any 311 album Back in the day when we used to actually own CDs, I used to own literally every single 311 album. But I've listened to every, I could literally sit in my car and sing along to every single 311 song. I could air drum to every 311 song. I could play air guitar to every 311 song. So anything 311 uh, is my go-to. I also have two of my tattoos are 311 tattoos. FTB. FTB. Fuck the bullshit great segue i love when segues happen i want to talk about a song now <clears throat> i mentioned earlier i was in a couple serious car accidents um if you don't mind Jared, i'll tell a quick story get sure. me into why the the one song that uh legitimately is the namesake of this show the music that saved me so the uh second car accident that i was in had me in a coma for six days uh, at the time, I did have a collection. I had a uh, 1,000 CD, CD collection case, le- leather case with all the different pockets in my car. Um, after I was in the accident, though, obviously everything was totaled and demolished. Mm-hmm. One CD, one CD out of my 1,000 CDs in that case came out without a scratch. And that was 311 Music. Mm. the last track on that album is fat chance also known as fuck the bullshit it's a kind of two two songs on the track um and i already knew the song fuck the bullshit obviously prior to this i already was a 311 fan fuck the bullshit brings me back to the days when i was in high school uh, getting my feet wet as a drummer, as a percussionist in the marching band activity, drum corps activity. Fuck the Bullshit was a song that we used to listen to in the buses on our way to competitions, on a boombox, usually on cassettes, <laughs> in the back of the bus. But um, you know, being in the hospital after I woke up from my coma, um, I remember my, my parents bought me a Walkman, a new Walkman that's also also dating me right there so Shoot. i had a i had a walkman in the hospital and i listened to the only cd that i had which was 311's music and that last track fuck the bullshit really helped me it helped me remain positive and remain okay. optimistic through all of the <laughs> what i just went through also this being right. the second of two accidents um and uh it was a long road ahead of me you know long road for me to get back literally get back on my feet and um rebuild my my life at that point um which is why i do have ftb fuck the bullshit tattooed on me um but that song fuck the bullshit is literally the song that saved me um <laughs> that I, I could remember vividly laying in the hospital bed with tubes in me ivs in me and things like that and just having my headphones on and <clears throat> listening to that song on repeat over and over and over again and that became like my anthem so again kind of a three part question uh, artist obviously 311 hands down albums I, I mentioned Stadium Arcadium. I mentioned uh, Mesmerized, Hypnotized, My System of a Down, but also 311 Transistor, which is my favorite album. And the one song literally that saved me is Fuck the Bullshit by 311. Big fan of uh, Galaxy, which is from Transistor as also, well. Also great song. And um, and also Prisoner. Fantastic tune. Prisoner is too. a very good
0: one. Um, Galaxy just has that that slow slow beat in the beginning. Mm. Yep. Um, oh, we, we go way off topic there. Mm. Um, so talk to me about, cause you kind of covered what I normally would ask as my follow-up about when you discovered them. Um, talk to me about your closet song. So when I say closet song, it's that song where mm. song or artist where you kind of look around, you look up and down the hallways. All right, cool. Nobody's here. And then you put it on. And if you think you hear somebody coming back in the room, you're like, oh, pause real quick.
1: Nobody heard that. Hmm. That that's honestly a tough one. I hmm. Have to really think about this. Gotta think about my, my, my Spotify playlist right now. Hmm. I don't know if I really have an artist album song that, you know, there's definitely no tunes that I listen to that that I uh you know, quote unquote, embarrass me that I'd be like, oh, can't have anyone know that I'm listening to this, but there, I guess you could say, I guess there's one song. So I have this one playlist on Spotify. Just, I call it one big playlist. It's just like five days worth of music. It's just, it's on repeat when I'm at work, like every week, it's okay. the same songs week, week in, week out. There's this one song that pops up in my playlist that is like nothing else. I mean I <anki> my 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 songs my song choices are very, very eclectic. I listen to everything. You know, I being a musician I respect all music. Yes, country also. I listen to everything. So but there's this one song called Scatman by Scatman John.
0: Yep. I can love that
1: song. I remember that song. I, that had to have been the 90s. I'm pretty sure we weren't even in, in high school yet. I think I, I can remember me being in middle school and that song coming out. I remember the music video that I used to catch on MTV for that song. But I guess if you could say closet song, yeah, it'd be Scatman by Scatman John. Uh, like I said, like people, but guys I work with will listen to it and say, whoa, where the hell did this song come from? So I would say Closet Song, Scatman, Scatman by Scatman John. That song does not get enough credit. Very underrated tune. 1995. 95. I figured it was mid-90s. God, 95. Yeah. We were in middle school still at that point. Yeah. We were in seventh grade. Yeah. Yikes. Those those were the days. What is
0: your kind of alluded... Sort of alluded to it. Uh most hated type of music.
1: Yeah, don't really know if I have a most I don't really well, first of all, I always say hate's hey, a strong word. There's definitely no music that I just can't listen to. I again if if you ever saw if, saw this one big playlist I have on Spotify pretty eclectic it's pr- pretty out there there's a lot of a little bit of everything it's a quite the buffet of music there's really nothing that i don't like honestly okay. I, can li- I can listen to jazz i can listen to funk i can listen to rock i can listen to death metal I like listen to ska i mean i'm i'm in for for anything i give you credit on death metal <laughs> i've i have a lot of respect for for metal uh, all the different versions of metal, whether it's right. death metal, black metal, hard metal, soft metal, Viking metal, there's fucking all kinds of metal. Um, but i I've aluminum, known, copper, aluminum, metal iron, steel. But over the years, I've known a lot of metal musicians and just respect what they do. Some of their shows are fucking crazy. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah. But going back to your question, there's really nothing that I just can't listen to. Okay. Um, all right. Time for
0: one of the harder questions. Okay. If time was not a factor, if you had a literal way back machine and you had to go back at any period in the evolution of music from the first, first beginnings of music to current days, what is your bucket list concert?
1: A bucket list concert for, all right. If there was any concert that I can go back and be there live to witness it, it would be Incubus and 311 at Birch Hill.
0: Wow. Now, why why that one as opposed to, Oh, God, I mean pick any of the places they've played at but why why birch hill
1: birch hill because well being a, a jersey boy myself birch hill was very well known for its music scene back in the day when yep. it was open uh, before
0: it became a retirement community
1: correct uh no actually that was club chrome i believe it became a re- club oh, club, no, club chrome. chrome became uh started an older Run. community Birch Hill was attached to... Stingrays. Stingrays. And bunka is now Starland. Correct. Yeah. Oof, um, man. That all
0: got leveled and became a 55 and over community. Mm-hmm. Starland Ballroom is still alive and kicking, thank God.
1: Yeah. Yes. But... um, So what... Sorry. Yeah, what, sorry. What, <laughs> we went why... Off
0: t- so why birch hill
1: oh right, right. and not birch
0: hill. like i mean I, I i saw them at uh pnc art center for example mm-hmm. why birch hill and not there
1: birch hill just for the nostalgia factor and okay. also that show because this was also the early days of incubus and 311 okay um you know if we didn't have a global pandemic a couple of years ago i was going to see 311 and incubus play together um at PNC Arts Center but Incubus again is another one of my my favorite bands and just to see the two of those bands together on the same uh, at the same show uh to me is just iconic you know two two bands i i've grown up listening to uh started listening to them later on when i was a teenager but grew up the rest of my life listening to these two bands i can think about moments in my life that I could tie back to listening to music from either of these two, um, and again, it's just like I said earlier. It was the early stages of these two bands before they got, before they they really both blew up. So I was love to have been there, but if I have an honorable mention for another concert, I would love to see Dave Matthews Band at Red Rocks. Okay, that's uh, that's a little that shout out a- there to to our boy John Grill who was on your pilot episode he's a huge dave fan i'd love to go see dave matthews back at red rocks because even back then that was when they had the original lineup in the band that was like again earlier days of dave another great historic show
0: all right all right um so for what it's worth for what it's worth um I was actually talking to my wife about going to see that same show. It was scheduled for August 12th, 2020 at, yep. in Holmdell at the PNC Art Center. Uh, Incubus played a set list August 5th, 1998 at Birch Hill Nightclub in Old Bridge, New Jersey.
1: That was 98. On 9, August
0: 5th, 1998 on the science tour. Yep, their set list was seven songs. Opened with a certain shade of green, mm-hmm. favorite things, vitamin, idiot box, redefine, Calgon, and their uh, outro song their their you know big right. ending song, new skin.
1: Yeah, it's a damn Man, good playlist. That's right a there. hell of a playlist. Science is probably one of Incubus' best albums. Um, Okay.
0: So you you also alluded to this one. Kind of uh, shot the load early, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Talk about how music saved you. So I, I mentioned, you know, the car accidents and having 311 music that one album uh, in my hospital room and listening back to Fuck the Bullshit. Like I said, that song definitely helped me remain positive, remain optimistic, and helped me push through my long journey, you know, of just of re- re- recuperating uh, and just kind of getting back on my feet. Um, being a musician and a performer is what I really... Um, leaned on to to kind of help help me get back on my feet so after my accidents um i was still in high school when they happened graduated high school uh, a little delayed in starting college because of the accidents going to get my license et etc cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. but when i started college i originally uh, was supposed to be a criminal justice major when i realized after one semester of politics classes that it wasn't for me I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I was going to go after that. But thankfully, I've, I was already a musician. I played in band. I did the marching band gig in high school. I did some drum corps on the side. I toured. Uh, I was in an original band at the time as well. So I never, through all that time, thought or realized that I had such a passion for music, for entertainment, for being a performer. Um, and then when I didn't know what to major in, I was like, Oh, well, you know what? I, I like music. I'm good at music. I guess, I guess I'll major in that. So at the time in my mind, I'm settling for music, but that was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me and the best decision I could have ever made. Cause I went to college, uh, got an amazing education. I have no regrets from going through, uh, all all of the schooling that I did. Uh, I was very lucky to, study with some of the best uh, musicians out there, at least that I had access to and uh, getting the education that I got. And then um, I, I literally, <laughs> for uh, so to speak, fell into shit um, just through my later years in college where I just was able to network every which way possible. I was, my name was already getting out there as a performer um being a percussionist a latin percussionist a an auxiliary percu- percussionist whatever you want to call me a party percussionist i was um i was different um uh, a different type of performer than most people might be familiar with uh in this area a lot of the bands i played and i always added that little bit of difference uh, something different to the band um And I was always big on my live performance, you know, the visual aspect of what I did, not just how I play, but also what I did while on stage. And that's really where I just, I get to be myself. I get to really open up. Uh, I take every ounce of emotion that I have inside of me and I just let it out on stage when I'm performing. I mean, I'm lucky enough to, you know, still perform week in and week out. Uh, even though if it's, in, you know, wh- whether it's the wedding industry or I'm still playing original, with an original band or doing public shows and clubs and bars or whatever, that's where I, I, found, I found myself. I found what I, what I wanted. I found what I needed in my life. And going on over 20 years of being a performer, being a musician, uh, being a percussionist and just doing what I do, and that's bringing the party. So, how did it save me? It was there when I needed it the most. It was there to help me, to help me just literally fuck the bullshit and say, you know what? I need to brush off. I need to get back on my feet. I need to make the best of my life. Um, You know, one thing I would like to add too about another song. That, in a way, saved me. Uh, it's a song that no one's going to know, except for actually maybe you, Jared. Um, as I mentioned, my very first band, Elision, Um, we were together for, for probably close to seven years. We had a few different iterations of the band, different members and stuff, but my bro- myself, my brother, and our buddy Joe were pretty much three constants in the band. Oh, also, I'm oh, sorry, our friend Aaron... Lamont on slapping the bass. We were, we were the four of us were pretty much the constant in the band. And we had this one song in the early, early years of elision. Um, I believe it was, it was a song entitled on the rocks. So the song was entitled on the rocks because when the band first started, there was six of us in the band and we took this really awesome band picture where we were sitting on the rocks in Clifford Beach. We're all sitting on the rocks. We're, we're all looking at the water, and the picture was taken from behind us. So it was six of us uh, all sitting next to each other on the rocks, with just our backs facing the picture. So On the Rocks it was very iconic, you know, for, for us in Illusion. In We had a song entitled On the Rocks, and in the song there was a line that said, Life's a journey, not a destination. Whether the song lasted, you know, two years or not, that line uh, really stuck with me. And also another thing that really helped me, this was obviously after my car accidents at this point. This was uh, 2004. My car accidents were uh, 2001, 2000, 2001, 2000, 2002, I believe it was can't even remember now what years it was. it was. so long ago. but So this was obviously after my accidents. But um, again, still trying to f- figure it out, get my footing. But that song on the rocks and that line, Life's a Journey, Not a Destination, is another um, something else I really hold uh, near and dear to my heart. As I mentioned earlier, I do have FTB for Fuck the Bullshit tattooed on me. And I also have the line, Life's a Journey, Not a Destination, tattooed on my body as well. Those are two, uh, those are two lines, two lyrics that really help me just get through life and uh, again remain optimistic and stay positive. But that's another song I want to give an honorable mention to as well. So shout out to the Illusion Boys. You know, Jared, it would help if you unmuted yourself.
0: God damn it. I, I've been
1: waiting to do that to you too. I've been to. I know. Like I know. And you know how, what? how awesome is that? That it happens on your show. I'm sorry, Jared. I still it figures.
0: It figures. Cause if it was anywhere else, it wouldn't have happened. I would have made sure this is what I get for right. standing up for two seconds and sitting mm-hmm. back down. Right. Uh, anywho. Well, um, awesome, awesome trip through, uh, I hate to say memory lane because that sounds so corny, but mm-hmm. um, awesome trip through. Nonetheless, Um appreciate you joining me. Um, of course, my pleasure. Take a take a moment. Jump on your jump on your uh, stand here and do some self-promotion. You sure,
1: of course. Well, thank you, Jared. Uh, so if anyone wants to uh, find me on instagram be sure to check me out at emg underscore bones that's b-o-n-e-z um i usually post as much as i possibly can whenever i'm out performing uh my stories i got plenty of content out there also my personal instagram is at jc bones if you want to see pictures of my beautiful wife and my my awesome son check me out over at jc bones and also i mean if you don't mind jared i am also the uh creator and founder here of the fourth wall pop network. So if hmm. I do have to obviously plug the network you're currently listening to. So if you like this show, the music that saved me, you'll be able, I'm sure you'll like all the other shows that we have here. We have a diverse variety of shows here, something for everybody in pop yep. culture and in lifestyle. we got new normal wrestling, pop culture, collective pop, sports shorts, the crossroads, and so much more. So make sure you check us out on social media at fourth wall pop and be sure if you haven't yet hit that subscribe button. So you never miss an episode.
0: Habs a friggin' catch up on all of the episodes, um, all two other episodes of the music that saved me um, catch up on all of the other great shows that we have here. You might even hear some, some voices you're recognizing from, Oh, I don't know right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you and and i do you and i podcast a lot
0: a little bit just a little bit not a lot just a little bit um well appreciate you joining me um and stay tuned here to the fourth wall pop network keep on listening keep on checking back for all the good stuff for more episodes and we'll see you again in two weeks
1: keep on keeping on